Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Titans Radio Zone, Dave McGinnis. You can hear him on 145 The Zone and Titans Radio affiliates near you. Coach Mack, how's life treating you guys up there in Nash Vegas, man? Yeah, you know what? Everything is going good, brother. We, we're, uh, you know, sitting here at 5-0. Uh, and, again, we still got a lot of work to do to get this team exactly where Mike Grable wants it. But when you can work on things and try to improve on things and adjust what you're doing and still be able to win ball games, it's a big plus. There's a lot of excitement here in Nash Vegas around the Tennessee Titans. Everybody is, is really anticipating this game coming up this week that I know that we're going to talk about, uh, you know, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. But things are going good. You know, uh, went through went through some uh, – some... we can all stay safe and healthy and continue to play good football. I was going to ask you, Coach, how was you and your family throughout the pandemic? I know it kind of hit Nashville pretty good there for a while. They say I'm here in Atlanta. So how was you and your family through this whole pandemic? I haven't left town since March myself, Coach. Yeah, well, everybody's everybody's doing good. I mean, every, you know, you have to just you have to stay safe and you have to be sure and follow all of the protocols. But, uh, you know, National Football League teams are like everybody else, you know, in, in our society and really around the world. You just have to be very, very diligent. The National Football League has done a great job of putting a lot of protocols in place to keep everybody safe and healthy. And hopefully we can all continue on that path. Most definitely, Coach. And last week's game against the uh, Texans, Coach, I watched on NFL Red Zone a little bit there, man. And I'll tell you what, Derrick Henry is amazing, Coach. He's just an amazing beast, man. He's just a heck of a player. Have you ever seen a running back, as explosive as he is in your time in the NFL, it can just, just make so many plays the way he does every night for, for the Titans on the field there, Coach? Well, I mean, there's a difference. He's a different style of back. I mean, you know, when uh, I was here coaching when CJ2K, Chris Johnson was here, and, and, and Chris, of course, was an extremely, extremely fast back, but he was a little more instant explosive. And, of course, clearly he did, he did not have the size. The thing that makes Henry, you know, and, and I've been around a lot of good ones in the league. I've been on, you know, I've been on the team with Walter Payton. I've coached on the team with Emmett Smith. You know, I've, I've, I've been around some great running backs, you know, personally. But just watching, you know, watch, watching Derrick Henry and seeing what he is, the thing that makes him so unusual is, he, is he's, a, he's a real high cut back. He's a long back, but he's a powerful back. He's a good same foot, same shoulder back. He can run, he can run between the tackles very well. But when he gets unwound, I mean, he can run. And, and you know, we saw that in that 94-yard run that he just had last week. Once he gets out and starts getting stressed out, DBs are not going to catch him. That's very unusual. You got that right. And they don't, they don't want to tackle me, the coach. I saw Josh Norman on Tuesday nights, the Bills coach. You know, he kind of owned him like he was a child almost. DBs have to go low at Derrick Henry. But he can kind of run through those low tackles as well and still keep on trucking along and still go to go to the house like he does all the time anyway, coach. Yeah, well, his, his stiff arm is a real weapon. You know, as I said, when I was on the Bears team, Walter Payton used to have a real, a real, real, strong, deadly stiff arm. Uh, uh, Derek Henry's stiff arm is very organic. You know, he's done it ever since he's been, ever since he's been running the ball, going clear back to his middle school days. 
But the thing that he was able to do, you know, you talk about that high stiff arm where he put it right in Norman's chest the week before. Last week, uh, you know, Reed, the safety, came in on him on that 94-yard run and went low to try to cut him. And Derrick Henry just very easily and organically adjusted his stiff arm from high to low, pushed him by, and then, uh, you know, hit the afterburners and was in the end zone pretty quick. So he's a real natural runner with that stiff arm. That stiff arm is something they have to be alert and ready for. You know, so, again, it's just another weapon in his arsenal that, uh, you know, along this offensive line has been doing a really good job of being able to crease people. People are putting eight eight people in the box on him, uh, you know, constantly. He, he had the number one yards per carry last year with eight or more people in the box, you know, for the entire league. And this year, that's all he's done, you know, for the all, five ball games. People have, have been stacking the box. They, you know, they they have coming into the ball game determined not to let Derrick Henry beat them. And up until last week, really, they had done a decent job. Now he'd still been getting his yards, but they weren't coming in big chunks. Last week, you know, all of a sudden, you know, all you have to do if you put a lot of people up there in the box is miss a gap or two, and all of a sudden you got a big man running in the open spaces on you. And Ron Tannehill, coach, is really doing a great job beating that eight-man stack boxes, those one-on-one coverage, A.J. Brown out there, getting those guys involved as well. All the weapons you guys have in the receiving core as well. I saw A.J. Brown put Johnny Smith and got Pruitt coming back as well. All those guys, weapons the Titans have, coach. So if you stack the boxes, Derrick Henry, Ron Tannehill is playing such great ball, he can beat you as accurate throws as well over the top if you want to stop Derrick. Well, that's what you have to do, and, and 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 you know the run game is so big for the Titans that the play action has to has to work. And, and as you said, they put eight people up there, then you're going to have one on one single coverage. If people are going to play single high safety against them to get eight people down there in the box, then the receivers and they've got a lot of weapons they can work work with. And Ryan Tannehill, you know, in, in the last several weeks has distributed the ball during the game to double digit receivers, and so he's got you know Arthur Smith has designed a really really nice system that they use they, they tailor every week to what the matchups will be but once the players he, he he requires the players once there's an eight-man front they have to be able to beat man coverage because that's what you're going to get when you've got eight people in the box you got there right coach this week you know it's strength in the run defense of pittsburgh versus with keith butler versus the titans running games for the derrick henry and so Coach, you know, the three four is like, you know, it's like a, they don't eat up those gaps, right? And then you want to run blitz in there and stop Derrick Henry. But Pittsburgh defense is, is another level of Houston's is, of course. So how do you think this match is going to be with Keith Butler's defense versus Arthur Smith's offense? Because I know it's going to be a great battle for me to see, see what goes on on the field there on Sunday. Yeah, well, this is strength against strength. And what, you know, I've known Keith for a long time in my 35 years in the league. And, and Keith Keith does a really good job. And he blitzes a lot. He, he, he blitzes. Uh, second most of any defensive coordinator in the league. Uh, Chicago blitzes the most right now, and and so what Keith does, he'll be bringing he'll be bringing five and sometimes six, you know, and especially early, as you said, you brought in the run blitz part of it. He brings his safeties in, you know, to run blitz quite a bit. His defensive front is very solid. He's got two great edge setters and Watt and Dupree, you know, on the edge. It's a big loss for them losing Devin Bush last week on the inside because he was really a really fast inside linebacker that when they, when they stack the line of scrimmage, they use him as an eraser, you know, to the edges, but, but he's going to blitz a lot. So you've got to be able to be able to handle the pressure. You've got to be able to handle the pressure. You've got to be able to know that it's coming. You know, we lost Taylor Lewan last week to an ACL. And so Ty Sambreo, who has played, you know, quite a bit in this league and has played quite a bit for Taylor, you know, during the course of this season, he's Taylor's been nicked up before he, 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 uh, we lost him to the ACL last week. He's been nicked up in some other games. So Ty has had some experience in their playing, but Arthur Smith with his game plan this week is going to have to handle that blitz. And, and there's different ways that you can do it with protections. Uh, and so he's going to have to match that up very well. And Coach Ricky for Ryan Tannehill to really kind of look, 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 look at the coverage and say, hey, do we slide to the left or we stay neutral or go to the right? Because it's going to be really key to those calls at the line because, you know, Keith disguised those blitzes where they're coming from. So we're kind of like Wink Martindale does with the Ravens. So you just never know where they're coming from. It might show you strong, strong side, but coming on the weak side and then blitz you. So you really have to really, really be key to knowing, hey, this is really what it is. We're going to slide this way rather than going that, that way this time. Yeah, pre-snap recognition is, is really is really going to be big, and then and the other thing is is when you are communicating pre-snap recognition as you get to the line of scrimmage, you know before you decide what you're finally going to call. Everybody has to communicate very very well because that has to start. It starts on the inside with the center and the quarterback, and then it emanates out to everybody else, and it has to go clear out to your wide receivers 
as to whether they've got to adjust their splits or whether they've got to come over to another side, you know, of the formation. All of that stuff has to be communicated pre-snap, and it starts with the quarterback in the center being able to identify what they believe the pressure looks are. And coach on Pittsburgh's uh, offense, this Claypool kid is taking off less with coach and all this Notre Dame kid, man. He's running reverses, catching passes for touchdowns, along with Juju Smith-Schuster as well, and James Washington also, Snell and Connor. So talk about the Pittsburgh uh, offense versus the Titan defense and Mike Vrabel and those guys. Well, yeah, Chase Claypool has been a really nice addition to you know to them. You know, second round pick out of Notre Dame. I mean, when he was at Notre Dame, people were wondering whether he would be an H back because he's he's about ten, twelve pounds heavier when he was playing at Notre Dame. Showed up at the combine, had lost those ten or twelve pounds, had slicked up really good. You know, had a forty inch vertical jump there at the combine, ran four four two, and so all of a sudden now you've got a big combat catcher that can run. He's a matchup problem. He really is. You know, and plus they still they they, they still got they still got uh, uh, Juju. They still they they still have Washington. They've got guys that can that can run. And you know, they, uh, Eric Ebron, the tight end, James Conner, the running back. They they've got weapons. And Roethlisberger's healthy. That elbow's healthy now. Uh, their offensive line does a nice job of protecting him. Uh, he's got the arm to make all the throws all across the field. They're running a little bit of RPO with him now. So their offense is a real real uh, threat and, and and the Titans defensively the thing they need to shore up and Mike Vrabel has talked about this you know for the last five weeks is they've got to shore up their third down defense they're really doing a good job on first and second down of getting people to third down and sometimes third and double digit but they're not doing a good job of getting them off the field you know opposing offenses are converting 57 percent of their third downs right now against the Titans and you just can't do that because that's giving the opposing offense too many chances at you. Now, Coach, how's Javon Clowney been playing for you guys? I've seen him on I've seen highlights. He's getting around the quarterback. He's rushing the pay for energy. So how's he been around the building every day and fitting in with Vrabel's defense again and causing havoc for you guys on defense as well? Kind of get the quarterbacks uncomfortable. Yeah, I think I think he's getting comfortable in the system, and I think he's getting into football condition with what he's doing. He has been disrupted. He doesn't have the sack numbers yet, but he's got a lot of disruptions and a lot of pressures. Uh, and, and hopefully he can continue to gain footing and get in there. Also with Vic Beasley, hopefully he, he can get in and, and do that, you know, to, to be able to help, uh, you know, with the rotation there at the outside backer because you've got to be able to keep your defensive front fresh. Uh, now that Jeffrey Simmons is back, you know, you're looking for that. You're looking for a little bit more pressure from the people up front so that you can use a little bit more people back there in the coverage. So I would say that David Clowney is, is, is progressing nicely since he's been here. Coach Mack, I got to ask you, man, I know since for you, broadcasting has been your, your new thing since you're in retirement, Coach. I hear you on the broadcast. I hear you you're enjoying your voice, man. How has it been, again, keep the, teaching listeners of Titans Radio and fans about the game of football and Mike Keith as well and how you bring energy to their broadcast every Sunday and giving the fans a great a great show? How has it been for you here every week, Coach? I know you're enjoying that, hearing your voice, man. Well, that, that's very kind of you to say. Yeah, you know, after 31 years coaching in the National Football League, you know, I've had I've had a, a several offers the last four seasons to go back into coaching. You know, as a as a as a senior defensive assistant and you know, as an assistant head coach. But I really like what I'm doing here. I love living in Nashville. You know, I was I was out in California on Malibu Beach when they called me to ask me to come back here and do this. I absolutely love it. I love interacting with the fans. You know, I've got several radio shows here now. I've got my own show on Wednesday night with uh, our executive producer Rhett Bryan called Mac Talk, where I just talk ball with all the fans and let people call in and talk ball. And and I just really enjoy it. I've enjoyed the fact that fans are now starting to be able to come back to the games, but I absolutely love calling these ball games. Working with Mike Keith, who is a Hall of Fame announcer, you know, uh, here in the state of Tennessee. I mean, it's it just look, it, it's a great life for Coach Mack right now. I, believe me, and I'm I feel very very blessed and fortunate for this to be my 35th year in the National Football League. But it's very kind of you to say those things. Hey, Coach, I tell you, you're still coaching me, Coach. I hear you from, I say, Coach is coaching the listeners. He's coaching, but I say, if you listen to him, he's coaching you guys, tell you about the air football for free. Get a free lesson. I love it, Coach. You make me so much better at my job, man. You just don't know, man. <laughs> All right. Well, I enjoy being on with you. It's always a pleasure. I know you love ball. It's always great to see you. Hope we can see you again once this COVID knocks down some. Yes, sir, Coach. Same here, man. Have a happy, happy Sunday, Coach. I'll talk to you real soon, buddy. Stay safe, man. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you, man. All right, now it's Coach Mack in the Boss Man Show.
for all your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blueberry Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at blueberryproductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Hey there, your yard took a real beating this summer. Luckily, Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard has your back. Just feed your grass with Scott's again this fall when the air is cool and the soil is warm. It's the perfect time to give your lawn a boost. If you do, Winter Guard will give your yard the nourishment it needs to help weak, thin grass recover and support root growth, giving you a greener, more resilient lawn both now and next spring. Guaranteed. Grab a bag of Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard today. You'll be back to barbecuing in no time. This is a Scott's Yard. Hey parents, we all try to be extra careful with our children in the car, but then we get an important call or text. Remember, our children are watching. Make every drive a good example. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone. Visit childrenshospital.vanderbilt.org slash BITZ to learn more about our teen driver safety program. Brought to you by Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and the Allstate Foundation. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student-athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404-542-607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. Everyone's back on the Boss Man Show with Morgan State Bears coach Kevin Brothers here on the Boss Man Show. Coach is up there and doing his thing up there up in Maryland. Coach, how are things going with you guys up there, man? Everything's going well, man. Just trying to stay safe, stay COVID-free, and um, – Keep these guys healthy and just keep working hard. Yes, indeed. To talk to us about this, Coach, back in March and everything kind of went down. How was – where was your team, at and having to go from being on campus uh, to being together to being at home in their own environment? So how was that for you and your team transitioning through the spring and summer there? Well, you know, it's interesting. I was just talking about that in the MEAC uh, media day today. Um I think the best thing to happen was the MEAC shutting the uh, conference down because, you know, God forbid something would have happened when these guys would have got sick and something would have happened. And the MEAC would have had a stain on them. So I'm glad they decided to uh, shut it down like all the other leagues did. Uh, we were one of the last leagues to did it, but we, but we got through it. And now, you know, all summer we've been fighting, you know, to, to stay afloat, all these universities and keeping these kids you know, interested in keeping these kids uh, safe. And it's, it's, it's been different, but these are the times we live in, so we got to deal with them. You know, I always tell our guys, you know, you got to unexpect the unexpected sometimes. And, you know, it's a rough world out there. I always tell them, look out that window. Nobody cares. Nobody really cares. So you got to just, you know, as a unit and a team, you got to stick together. So we've been sticking together, trying to make this work and uh, do the best we can. And speaking of that, Coach, how did you stimulate your young men's minds when they was at home via Zoom and FaceTimes and calls and that nature, keeping them academically engaged as well? So how did you all go about that, man? You know when kids are on devices, don't know, they don't know what's going on, like you say, unexpectedly stuff going on. So how did you keep their minds sharp academically and with what's going on in their lives as well? You know, first of all, you know, I, I, I told my kids, I said, you know, this is where I am with this whole thing. I encourage you guys to go out and protest. 
Just don't do any looting. Do, don't do anything crazy because this is about you guys' future. So get involved. Do things with your community. Do things with, your, you know, your region, you know. And because I went out. I went out down D.C., downtown D.C., protested, walked through. And it was just an eye-opener, you know. We was, our folks was doing this 50 and 60 years ago. Now we're doing it. And I just told them, for your future, you know. And having those, those conversations with them. We had guys really were out there taking pictures. I was out there. We told them, hey, this is a time to get caught up on your academics. This is not a free time to just go out there and F all. Go out there and be productive. Be productive in your community. Be productive with your family. Do things that you haven't done before that you don't have to go out and get do something crazy. So our Zoom calls were really good. Our guys were really good. And, you know, everyone came back safe. And, you know, we're just trying to make this work. I told him, you know, see, in life, you know, God puts things in your hands. He, he tries people that he know can overcome this. He knows oh, can overcome this. So we just got to, hey, we just got to go with the script. Do what these people tell you, the, the, the scientists tell you. Do what's right and, and just keep marching forward. Don't be the weak link in the, in the armor. So guys been doing really well. Yeah, because, you know, you're 18, 19 years old, 20 years old. You know, you want to go out to the mall, see a chick, uh, hang out, go do something, but you can't because, you know, the one time you slip up, that could be the whole team in your season because one person exposed can mess up everybody for two weeks and then you Kenny can't play and worry about making up a game and figuring out schedules. It's already compromised as is. So just one simple mistake slipping can ruin it for everybody. And they hope they get glad they got that point because it's that serious right now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This is their livelihood, what they want to do, and that's all. Take advantage of it, you know. Don't complain. Just make the most of what you have. You know, some people have less. Some people want to be in your shoes. You know, you don't realize what you have until it's taken away from you. And those guys said they're like, wow, we talking about that today. You got that right, you know, because, you know, thinking about it, I haven't left Atlanta in seven months, Coach. You know, I'm a traveler. I travel all over. I haven't been left in seven months, so having to readjust that. But finding my niche, which is helping the community with voting and helping us move forward as a, a city with community initiatives. So I found my way. I'm, I'm in my 30s. Of course. I'm a little older than your players are. But being in my 30s, I, I understand that. But they haven't quite got that maturity yet. But I'm glad a guy like you to lead them and f help them form that mindset, that mentality. That, hey, when some don't go you were the first time, find other ways to an impact that's not the way you want to do it, but find another way to do it, because you can still impact in multiple ways, even off the court and, and on the court as well. Absolutely. I tell you, it's funny you say that. I haven't traveled on a plane or bus since March, and I've had opportunities this summer to travel, and I just said, you know what, I'm just going to stay put, you know. I haven't done anything, you know, outside. I haven't, I've, I've been doing bare minimum. You know, just going to work every day. I never stopped. I stopped for about two or three weeks. They told us not to come on campus. But other than that, I go to work every day. I've been more focused than I've been in many years with this. You know, this COVID has really redirected my focus on other things. So it's, it's been a blessing. And, Coach, how would you uh, recap your year one at Morgan State? Uh, 15 wins there. You got nine in conference as well. Go 9-7 in the MEAC, which is great, over 500. So how would you kind of recap your first year and how you feel about the financial you laid here going forward as well? I think, you know, we made the most of what we had. I thought we could have won a few more games. But it was some games we could have lost down in, in the, during the season. So I think we had an average year, a little bit above average. And – you know, we just want to build off of that. We want to send a message to the league that, you know, we're going to play hard, we're going to play smart, we're going to play together. So I think we started that off. Now we got a few more guys, and hopefully it goes in the right direction, goes up. And speaking of that, as far as the offseason when guys are at home, did you all kind of watch a little bit of film on your Zoom calls as well, kind of keep, keep some teaching while they was away and also keeping them in some shape? Did y'all have them send them workouts to kind of keep them so they won't come back to you so raw? We have to start from scratch to get them ready for November 25th to come up real, real soon. We didn't send a lot of stuff out on Zoom. We did send workout stuff out, but we didn't look at plays and we didn't diagram things. I didn't want to overload in mind with basketball. I wanted them to want it. So we didn't do a lot. So I wanted them to want to get back. And a lot of them wanted to really get back because we didn't do the thing. Some people were saying, you know, they would send film and they would talk about this. They, 
And guys will get, get, get complacent with that. I didn't want that. What I wanted to do is make these guys hungry and wanted to come back. And these guys were itching to get, get back. And when we got them back, they were hungry. They were hungry. Yeah, and you know, in the ramping up process, Coach, you know you want to make sure they don't get hurt. They're so excited to know that soft tissue injuries can linger all year long because that's the thing you want to avoid. So how is that being kind of ramp them up so they won't get hurt and having to make kind of monitor to make sure they don't go too hard and injure some where you got a nagging injury all year long? Yeah, you know, it's the thing, Knight. We're getting to that point now. We're going to have to play someone soon because our guys are starting to chop at each other. You know, we've been we've been going for a minute now since we've been back, and we've been getting it in. And I think we've had a, a good so far preseason. We just got to stay afloat and keep guys healthy, and you know, just make the most of it because you know, guys can get bored with what they're doing. So what we got to do is make it interesting and make it make it tougher than what they're going to see during the season. Most definitely, and you know, speaking of your schedule, I can only imagine you know losing two weeks of non-conference games is. Kyle had your mind racing on the fine game. So how was that been? Also, there was the other factor of, hey, some cities have quarantine, some don't. Some schools do, some don't. So how has that been trying to get games knowing that, hey, you know, you got to follow all these rules and make it follow just right to get it get it done the right way? And this scheduling thing's been a nightmare. I mean, it, our schedule has changed daily. We had, we had our schedule done. Then when they changed it back, for 30 days, we had to start over. Then we had halfway done again, then teams dropping. I mean, we got calls today for two more, you know, and it's basically done, but it's not done until you get the contract. So we're close now. We, I think we got a good regional schedule, you know, a doable schedule, and we just got to make the most of it. I mean, nothing's going to be perfect this year. And I think with the schedule being made, it's still going to be changes during the year. Most definitely. And I've seen some of them contracts, Coach, those COVID clauses, man, they are, ooh, they're ugly. You know, if, if it's fans, it's this number. If they're in our fans, this number. And I, I hate being on your end, your end of it because I know you all have to play for money games for raising money for your school, and they just doing what they're going to do. You know, it's like, it's just crazy that you got to deal with these different clauses. I, I begin because guys see me the contracts, I'm like, I wouldn't sign that if I, I didn't have to. <laughs> We had a contract that had something in it about $500 and none of us could understand it. And we had to go back and forth and it made no sense. And then they had to change the wording. Then it made sense. But, you know, these contracts now are tricky. You got to read them. You got to read them. You got that right. And, you know, it's, it's so funny Coach said it because I might, I might I say, you all, this is what has raised money for you all's university. A lot of people don't understand that about the MEAC. Like, you have to raise money for university. It plays for other sports, too. So you have a responsibility not only to yourself, but also the university to bring in a certain amount of income. But thank God that ADs and presidents understand that during this COVID period, hey, the money ain't after like it used to be because they don't have money to give us, to give away like they used to. Oh, yeah, the money is not even close to how it usually is. So, but we're going to make it work for the money they send us. Most definitely. And the coach, I know a lot of teams been got, got the vote as well. So, excuse me, you know, about the election coming up here real soon. You're in the DMV area, of course, up there in Maryland up there. So, how have you talked about your team for getting registered to vote, getting them out there to vote, and how they going to need to get engaged in their civic duty as well, along with also the community as well? All our guys are registered. We're going to make sure that it's a day off. And we're going to use it wisely. We're going to go out and vote. And we're going to make the most of that day and just hope for the best, pray for the best, and may the best help happen. We got, to, we got to make some changes. And we know we are part of it. And these guys, like I told them, this is their future. They got to, you know, they got to think smart about this. So not telling them who to vote for or, you know, just trying to give them guidance of how to pick a, a you know, opponent for yourself and for your what you stand for and where you come from. Now, Coach, I had on Tavares Hardy uh, the other week. He told me great things about you. You know, you're all both in Baltimore there. So tell us about Coach Hardy from your end. He talked about you really well when he had him on. So tell us about your man, T. Hardy, man. T. Hardy is one of the best, man. He's one – now, let me tell you. He's one of the brightest minds out there. Smart mind, knows the game, played the game. I mean, he has that, that – as I tell our guys, he has that IQ, that high IQ about the game. Good brother, really good brother. And gonna win there, he's gonna win there. We was gonna play, and I'm glad the COVID, they couldn't play in the fall. So I told him, you know what, we're not gonna play. You know, it's hard enough winning, and then when you gotta play against your friends, 
I said, you know what, we'd be better off just scrimmaging, you know, because I went through that when we, when I was at Binghamton playing one of my best friends in the business, Carl Hobbs at GW. And one year we beat him. And I was happy, but when I walked back to my, my office, how, how I felt wasn't, wasn't right. So I said, you know, I can't keep doing this. You know, I'd rather not play my friends. And T. Hardy falls in that line. I mean, he's a good brother. He's got that team trending up, and I know they're going to win. And I, I'll tell you what, we were lucky that we didn't have to play him this year because I'm telling you, he's going to have that team playing well. He's going to have him playing well. That's what I got for you, Coach. How's it been for you, Coaches, to get on Zooms together and fellowship and not be so cut, though, where people kind of letting the guard down a little bit and having them more, be more open about things and how they do stuff. So how has that been in this offseason to kind of, with this COVID thing, get to, get to know guys who you might not have known in the business and learn about other way, ways things are done via the Zooms you guys have been doing this offseason? Man, I tell you, it's been really good for me. I, I, I'm on the one with a bunch of Philly guys and, you know, a bunch of them I knew, some of them I didn't know as well. Some I just knew in passing, you know, and we've gotten really close. They've come down. We fellowship down here at the harbor. I'm going to meet a couple of them, you know, just to, to fellowship. And they come watch our practice. We go watch their practice. I mean, it's been really good, man. Uh, this, this has brought people probably more together than it ever has, you know, all the Zoom. But it, it depends on you as the individual, how you take these Zooms and what you do with them. So we've ta I've taken them serious, and I've taken it to the point where I met – old friends, new friends, and, you know, Don Staley is one of – I'm on a, twice a week with her. She's unbelievable. Kevin Baggett, you know, Jeff Arnold, Bruiser Flint, all the Philly guys, the old coach at Morgan, Todd, Todd Bozeman. I mean, we're all – you know, we have a group of people. You know, we got some women coaches involved, the coach at Niagara, you know, coach UMass Law, women's coaches. I mean, it's, it's been beautiful for me. Most definitely, always going to learn. So I've been on some of the calls the other guys have had, man. They've been they're talking a lot about basketball. I kind of thought I knew some stuff about some basketball, but I've learned a lot this offseason about basketball because it helps me as a radio host to talk to my guys about it, you know, about what I see on the court now, like, you know. So it's been great, Coach Broster. I know you got things going up there at Morgan State, man. I'm going be cheering you guys up. We got to do this again real soon, Coach. Yeah, stay safe, come, man. When you come up this way, please come see us. Well, as soon as I know the schedule for the Hawks and they play the Wizards, I'll let you know. Because that's, that's when I can come up to Baltimore and make the little drive up there to see you, man, when we get to the hotel in D.C. Do that, brother. I appreciate it. No doubt, Coach. Hey, man, be safe. Wish the best team best of luck and stay healthy. And they, everybody be safe up there in the, in, the, in the city, man. Baltimore City, man. Thank you. You do the same. All right, Coach. Be good, brother. brother. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grinding NC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, illstreetrex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech and 313 Fresh, Family Grind ENT. Believe in it, get it. A gorgeous tan from Suntan City gives you an inner glow that relights the fire when you run into your first crush. Vicky, who is that? An old boyfriend. Lucky you just tanned at Suntan City. Lucky he's single. We're doing lunch tomorrow. Won't be single for long then. During Tour of the City, try all five tans, including spray tan for just $4.99. Restrictions may apply. Click to buy now. When you're a teen, you finally get to make some of your own decisions. Who are you going to hang out with? What do you want to be? Are you going to glance at that text while driving? Remember, a split second is all it takes for something tragic to happen. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone. Visit childrenshospital.vanderbilt.org slash BITZ to learn more about our teen driver safety program. Brought to you by the Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and the Allstate Foundation. It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know All the stars are closer, all the stars are closer Tell me what you gonna do to me Confrontation ain't nothing new to me You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue But you can't bring the truth to me Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA Okay Maybe the night that my dreams might let me know All the stars are closer With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need 
Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Yeah, yeah, it's your man JC, the host with the most, baby, and it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby. 3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night for the liveest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m., only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar, Memphis. All right, folks, back on the Boss Man Show. Before we get started with my guest, Kenny Blakely of the Howard Bison, my good buddy. We, we, he'll be on here with me bi-weekly here going forward. But, folks, uh, go to bossmanshow.com, top of our page, click the Amazon tab, Amazon banner, and shop through Amazon through the Boss Man Show. When you do that, you help us, help the community of Atlanta. We're trying to raise money for Christmas for people, get people some good stuff for them for Christmas. So we help us, help the community, bossmanshow.com, click up the Amazon banner, top of our homepage, shop through our website, and we'll get a little kickback for whatever you buy. They'll send us out where it helps the community of Atlanta. So, folks, please do that for me here. Thank you so much. And now I'm joined by my with the guest coach Kenny Blakeney of the Howard Bison coach. How life been treating since me and you last talked, man? What's up, boss man? Everything is well on my end. I hope all is well. I know it's beautiful and sunny down in ATL right now. Uh, and I hope everybody's staying safe and well, man. Yes, indeed. Now, coach, last time we talked, man, uh, People don't know about this. Me, you, and I know we're having you on Bi-Weekly now, and we talked about it last time. We're making it happen in reality. So how's it feel to be able to come on the show Bi-Weekly now? We talk, talk at, least, at least every two weeks, man, talking about the, the Howard Bison, helping the ATL, and people globally know about your program here going forward. Well, it's kind of kind of cool, man, that uh, we're able to do this. It's uh, You have a little bit of a, I think, a peek behind the curtain with our program probably more than anybody else in the country right now. Um, so I'm excited to share that with you. I'm excited to, uh, for your listeners to understand and learn more about our program and looking forward bi-weekly to our conversations, man. I, I really appreciate what you do and uh, looking forward to having these future conversations, talking about Howard Bisons and other things in sports. Now, Coach, what I love about your program is how you guys value that academic piece of it, first and foremost, and you guys care about your players as young men, first and foremost. So I definitely want to share my listeners, show them that, hey, this program is basketball program, yes, but Howard, the university, really cares about academics, getting young black men, young men from all over the country, education and basketball for you, who's a great coach that can help these young men grow for the next 40 years of their lives here. Yes, sir. I think that's very important. You know, when, when we're talking about the Howard University brand, we're talking about excellence in black education and i think we can take that a little further being a top 80 university in the country excellence in education period um our president dr wayne fredericks along with his cabinet and administration and board of trustees has done an incredible job of taking the university and kind of lowering the uh the ranking from you know a hundred and you know fifty something probably when he got the job now to up to we're ranked up to the number 80th school in the country. And I think that's a great uh, jump. It says a lot about who he is as a man, who he is as a person, that, uh, as an alum, um, the work that he's put in. And for us to be a, a school that is an elite academic school, we talk about us being one of the top 1% schools in the country. That's a heck of a, um, an accomplishment. And so, you know, my background, playing my basketball and attending DeMatha Catholic High School, going to Duke University, having a chance to work at Columbia and Howard University, uh, Harvard, I think just parallels, uh, you know, what, what we're trying to get done here at Howard University. And Coach, speak to this for our listeners here. The support when you get it from above, from your AD, your president, that is so paramount to success of any program at, at a university, especially basketball, especially where you have to raise money outside of just don't play the games, you go out and take some L's, unfortunately. But the fact that you have support from the top down to make sure the academic piece of it is taken care of, when they're on campus taken care of, the facilities are great. So talk about that for our listeners who don't really understand, hey, it starts from the top down to where you have a great, great product on, on basketball court as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think there has to be a partnership between the president, uh, his cabinet, his administration, the board of trustees, and our athletic director, and then with the athletic coaches itself. Um, it, it can't get done otherwise than that. There are so many different things and protocols that you have with intercollegiate athletics and being on a college campus that it's not a seamless process. And if you don't have the administration, the president, the athletic director that has your back, um, it can be really, really challenging in trying to get some things done. Um, we're very fortunate. We just had a contribution of a million dollars donated to our basketball program uh, from a classmate of mine at Duke University by a name, guy named Randy Chen. Um, Randy lives over in Taiwan and has uh, looked from afar uh, and seen how we've kind of step by step um, taken strides to improve our program and wanted to uh, be, a, be a vehicle of, of help and support uh, for us to take the next steps to improve our infrastructure, um, our practice facility, our offices, our locker rooms. So um, we're really appreciative and all those efforts wouldn't happen if we're not aligned with our president, his administration, his board of trustees, and our athletic director, Mr. Kerry Davis. You got that right, Coach. And what I want to listen to what I'm saying is that you are a great fit because, as you mentioned, you played at Duke with the Bachelor High School, worked at Harvard. Because you've worked in the schools that where academics are paramount, first front and first and foremost. So I feel like you getting hired last year was like the perfect fit for this this program going forward. I can only imagine that once you get everything where you want to get want to get it, you have ten guys from the DMV, which we'll talk about next here. I mean. Listeners, Coach Blaney has it set up for success here at Howard with the support he has from above, from above as well and around the community of D.C. and the DMV for sure. Yeah, no doubt about it. It, it, takes, it takes a village, right? It takes a village yes, to, to build this thing. And I think, you know, when we're looking at this, um, there's so many years that the program has kind of not been uh, successful, uh, to, to say it very politely. Um, and there's a tremendous opportunity, especially as you mentioned, we have 10 young men from the DMV on our team. Uh, with the community support here in Washington, D.C., the administrative support, the campus support, to really get this thing rocking and rolling. Um, it's going to be tough, and I think the expectations, I want to temper those a little bit. You know, we were 4-29 and 29 last year, and, uh, you know, it, with the recruiting class, having McCormaker Maker and other guys, no gel Eastern transfer from Purdue, uh, Raheem Ali, Jordan Wood, Steve Settles is a redshirt freshman. Um, with having the guys that we have in our program now, the expectations in that bar has been raised. And my thing is, is we're still uh, a team that was 4-29 last year. All of our guys that we're coming in right now are freshmen. We have a few transfers that gives us a little bit of age, but none of those guys have done much on the Division One level. Um, so it's going to be a step-by-step -step process. Um, but I think because of the expectations and us now having a target on our back because of some of the recruiting victories that we've had, um, that bar has been risen a little bit. And, Coach, talk about the recruit the DMV, having 10 guys on this roster from the DMV, which is very, very great. And it's similar to what Ron Hunter did here in Atlanta with Georgia State. He also wanted to target guys from Atlanta and have on the roster for him when he played here he was at Georgia State down, down the road from where I'm at right now. So talk about making sure you – kind of defend that DMV firewall, getting guys from DMV that's talented, keeping them at home and playing for the Howard Bison. Yeah, it, it's, boss man, it's one of those things that I watched one of my mentors, Coach John Thompson, uh, do when he was the head coach at, at Georgetown University. Um, in the early 80s and in the late 70s, uh, you know, he really did a great job of keeping guys home, recruiting the public league kids uh, in the city. Um, having a roster that included so many guys from the DMV. And it's, for me, it, it, it's very helpful because part of uh, understanding how to build this thing is knowing where your players are from, who's coached them, uh, what leagues they've played in. All of those things are so important. And me being a Washingtonian, even though I've been gone for a while, I still have kept my finger on the pulse of D.C. basketball. Um, I'm very... Uh, knowledgeable and have a great relationships with a lot of the coaches, AAU coaches, the workout guys here in D.C. Um, so it gives me a, a blueprint and a, and a roadmap to those guys' DNA. So when we're recruiting a young man, you know, I know where he's from. I know probably his family. I know his high school coach. Um, I know that he's been uh, tossed in the fire in some of the most competitive leagues in the country. 
so it allows us to kind of speed our process up in coaching him and not worried about some of the things that he might have not gotten uh, through that process of going through his high school years. Most definitely. And speaking of one of your young men from DMV, um, Mr. Mr. Bristol, I, I must tell you, Coach, uh, I've heard a lot of great things about it. Tell us a little bit about that young man and what he's going to be bringing to your, your team this year. And, you know, also – Coach, I saw he loved Chick-fil-A, which warms my heart being an Atlanta guy because Chick-fil-A is very popular down there. So it warms my heart, too, about him as well. He's a Chick-fil-A. Tell us a little bit more about Wayne and what he's bringing to your, to your team, man. Yeah, he, he's, a, he's a, you know, pretty neat. He, he grew about an a inch over the summer. So he's, he's like 6'7 right now. Um, and I've known Wayne uh, for a very long time. His dad was a terrific basketball player at High Point High School here in PG County, uh, a suburb of Washington, D.C., and the dad went on to play college basketball at the University of Maryland. Uh, so we had some battles uh, in high school and also in college, and, you know, throughout the years, we would always bump into each other. Um, him having a son or a family that was involved in basketball, me being a coach, um, you know, our paths always cross. So when I understood little Wayne was going to be a prospect, um, you know, he wanted me to follow his progress a little bit. And uh, I started recruiting Wayne when I was at Columbia. And, uh, and Wayne was a student athlete at that point uh, at Riverdale Baptist and then going to transfer to St. Thomas More up in Connecticut. Um, so I've known Wayne, had a good relationship with him. And it seemed like a very natural transition with him uh, being, being a, uh, I guess, a mentee of mine at Howard. But uh, he's a young man that has great uh, character. He's a faith-based driven young man. Um, he's a guy that works his butt off. Like I mentioned, he's six seven. He's, uh, you know, last year he shot uh, 40, 50, 80 from the field. So 40% from the three-point line, 50 from the field goal line, 80% from the three-point line. Averaged about 13 points or so. Was the MEAC rookie of the year. And uh, we're very happy that we have them in our program. And, you know, with this new rule boss, man, we could have them in our program for the next four years, man. So, uh, you know, last year might have been a free year. They're allowing every uh, student athlete in college basketball a redshirt year this year because of COVID and some of the, the mental stress and anguish that comes along with that. And also with, excuse me, with, uh, with us not knowing how long we'll be able to play this year. Um, so Wayne's a young man that he's on time and on target to graduate. He can leave Howard with two degrees, man, over a five-year period. So um, really looking forward to him, uh, looking forward to his progress and improving throughout the years. But he's somebody, man, that, you know, a lot of people are excited about. Um, I've talked to NBA scouts about him because of his size and ability to shoot the ball. Um, so he's going to have a bright future. Now, Coach, kind of read my mind. I was you about that, that rule that just came down having the fifth-year eligibility now. So you can really grow your program even more. And, you know, as those guys may get junior seniors in that extra grad year, hey, it could be scary with some guys because, hey, you'll have a team that's older and developed and have been in your program for years and can just run like clock, clock, clock. clock clockwork we got is, we got it going on so how about that rule and it's gonna really help guys like yourself where you can keep young men real talented on your team there yeah it, it definitely and I think a big part of it is is that we got good young men that you want to continue to coach year in and year out um, we don't have guys in our program that we're trying to to run off after their eligibility is up uh, I want to keep these young men in our program for as long as we can and I think you know by doing so um, it will allow us to be a little bit older. You know, you see teams like a VCU, you see teams like a, a Butler back in the day, you see teams like a George Mason. When they make their run, they're making their run with an older uh, senior-led senior uh, regime that has been together for a number of years. They understand they've gone through the tough times, they've gone through the struggle, uh, and now they're on that other side where – you know, they're playing teams that are these blue bloods that have kids that are one and done that are 17, 18 years old. And these kids that are 23, 24 at these mid-major schools are kicking their butts because they're men. Uh, and I see that something down the road that can possibly happen for us. So looking forward to keeping these guys together. I just hope they don't get tired of hearing my voice too much. 
Uh, now, yeah, the, the ALL I love you, man. As I'll stay, stay with your coach. I'll, I'll make sure with myself. I'll tell you, stay with you. Stay with Coach Blakeney. He's going to take care of you for sure. <laughs> I'll make sure that coach for you, man. Use the main phone. I the boss man show. Now, coach, now I saw an interview you did talking about how you did a lot of talking about the NBA plays and how to use um, McCoy makers. So how, how fun was that kind of look at NBA schemes, how you had to run on certain schemes, off-ball off screens, different kind of sets and flex cuts and those nature you kind of use his talent to this year out there for you guys to kind of play like this is basketball almost for your team and make it hard for guys who just to have to defend you all. Yeah, it had my brain spinning for a while, to be honest with you, because it was it was like a foreign language. I'm seeing stuff and I'm starting to – understand stuff that I've never kind of taken a look at. Um, I've always been a guy that has been, uh, you know, in high school, we played motion. Uh, most of the universities that I've coached at, we were a motion team. At Duke University, we're a motion team. And now we're putting in concepts and, and uh, different kind of plays that, uh, you know, NBA teams are doing. Uh, or, or European teams are doing that kind of opens up the floor a little bit more for us, gives us and allows us a little bit more spacing. Um, it's a fun style to play, a fun style to watch. And I'm really looking forward to uh, having a chance to, you know, implement it in with our guys and uh, seeing them kind of, uh, I think, you know, have a chance to, to just kind of play around with it like it's a new toy. Um, because the rules of it, they're, they're, the rules of it are very limited. Um, so there's a, lot of, there's a lot of freedom. It just a lot depends on where the ball is at a particular time on the court and what bodies are on that side of the court. So uh, a lot of concepts, a lot of stuff on ball spacing, uh, a lot of stuff on, on spots. We call them spacing spots. Um, so it should be a lot of fun, boss, man. I'm having fun kind of putting it in, and I think our guys are having fun playing it. You got there, right, Coach? So I know being around Atlanta Hawks and watching the Hawks play, and it's always interesting to watch the sets that we, that we run and knowing how we use certain guys in certain spots. I use the pick, the pick and roll to kind of get guys on different matchups and then seeing some teams help off the corner, on strong side corner. Some don't. Some hit. Sometimes do gaps and slots. So just seeing what we do and shoot around and practice in the game, see how it works out, and just seeing how it all the, – the wheel, the chess game between Coach Lloyd Pearson, whoever we're playing, it's always exciting to me. So I know for you, seeing it like, yeah, it's, it's fun for your guys for sure. Yeah, 100%. I think a part of it is, too, is that we're going to more positionless basketball. Um, we have a, a lineup where we can have four guys on our team that are 6'10 uh, or taller on the court and with a 6'7 guy uh, on the wing as well. So, you know, we're, we're thinking in a way of moving our game and shifting to more of the NBA style. Um, you know, for us, when we're presenting our university and our program to some of these five-star and four-star young men, um, they want to have an opportunity to showcase their skills and ability in a pro-type situation and, and, and set. So, um, you know, we're going to provide them that opportunity uh, because we know if we can put them in that system for a year, um, the transition for them that's going from college to, uh, to the pros or several years uh, would be easier for them and language and uh, uh, some of the concepts and, and sets that, that we're running uh, all translates to the NBA level. And think about this college game that's still kind of fun to me, but also when the NBA don't redo really it because of the, the – through we have defense, can't be in the lane through more than three seconds. But the drop coverage on that, I lost lots of run the drop. Some don't want to go over that once, give you three point like Milwaukee, like they want to pack the pain. And just watching that stuff, coach, to me, it's, 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 to me, it's exciting because seeing like I know from because Bud was here with the Hawks, it was like pack the paint, give up the threes, we don't care. Same with the, the Wizards, Scott Brooks, he don't care about giving up threes. He wants us to protect the active paint. Some teams want to do drop coverage like the Clippers or a drop coverage team. Some are over the screen and switch everything like Houston does. So instead of all those different ideas, ideologies of how to play the game of basketball, to me, it's so funny. In college, you can still play, throw any kind of defense at you. There might be a boxing one, two, three, one, three, one, three, two, whatever. You know, but Toronto does it in, in the NBA, but nobody else really does it. In Miami, does it to a degree as well. But it's fun seeing how the different, then we get coached all kinds of different ways, and it all works for who, who, depending on your personnel. It works better for some and others, not so much. But it's fun to be able to have those options to go to, for whether you want to do it that way or not, Coach. It's great to me. No, absolutely. And we, we follow the Heat a whole lot. And you said, Coach Bud, that's another program that we really followed a whole lot um, over the COVID period. Um, those are two teams that we've actually studied the most. 
um, to be quite honest with you. Um, you know, in terms of the Miami Heat, we, we've studied their zone and we've studied some of their offensive con concepts. Uh, and then with uh, Coach Bud and where he's at out right, in, right now in Milwaukee, we've studied what he's done with the Greek Freak and uh, have stole some of his stuff that he, he does with, with Giannis and we'll, we've implemented it into our system for, uh, for McCore. So those are two programs that you've uh, targeted right on. You know, with the Miami zone, they do some neat things. And, uh, you know, one of the things we do is uh, I, I've gotten from Coach Jerry Tarkanian uh, is the amoeba defense. And uh, we implemented it last year. It was something that I thought we had some success with. It's a very um, difficult, I think, defense to, to understand because there's so much communication that you got to have in it. But it's also a very difficult defense to try to uh, go against it, you know it, it, it takes like an amoeba it takes the shape of the offense so you don't know if we're in man you don't know if we're in zone uh, it, it, you know using a, a 30 second shot clock it also adds some game pressure uh, to the to the shot clock and to the game clock that can be advantageous for us as that shot clock is getting a little bit lower down in time. You got that right. You know, Miami is always a tough game for the Hawks. You know, we was up by like 12 points last year. Then Miami came back on us and got the overtime and beat us in overtime. And we had to fly right out to Chicago, Coach. It was a, let's just long night. <laughs> it was a long night. <laughs> yes. Yes. We, we had yes. that game won and then we just lost it. Like the, but what all about Miami is that they help off the strong side corner, which is rare in the NBA. Most of them are not going to do that. And like, we got to make sure Cam Reddish in the corner or Kevin Herter to make sure that make them not do it, but they do it. They do it so much, but my Eric Spolster's like gaps the slot. That's all we care about. We're going to make sure to protect the paint. So, like, the sin, the matchup, we play the Heat four times a year. So, seeing that is so fun and seeing how he throws defense at Trey Young because he throws them off. I know, like, in my in, in Atlanta, we was up and he threw at us some zone and threw us all off. <laughs> we ended up winning the game. So, Eric just changes whatever he adjusts so great in game, which is so – a coach, for me, coach, was really important for any kind of coach – in basketball, it's like, hey, adjust. If the game plan's not working that, that day, change it up a little bit. Don't just be stubborn about it. You know, change it up. I know you want to ask you what you do, but sometimes, hey, it's not working tonight. Let's go to our plan B, C, and D if we have to. No, absolutely, boss man. And that's something watching the Heat, they've, they've done two neat things. Uh, three, and that's one that I'll add with it. They've put their bigger guys up on the, the, the front of the zone, mm -hmm. um, which makes that wall even bigger. Um, the other thing is they don't funnel down the sideline. They funnel everything down the middle. Um, so they want you to come into the middle where they got bam, and then they have that length that's out front that can block from behind. And the last thing, like you said, is that they really help uh, from that back line, uh, especially in the corners. And now with the corner three being the highest percentage three-point shot that's made, uh, a lot more people are saying uh, to stay home on that corner three. Don't help in the corners. Um, but I think they have guys that are so experienced, guys with such a high basketball IQ, that they understand how to close out uh, after helping in that corner. But also they, they teach what we call blow-by closeouts. So they'll run by you um, on the closeouts. Instead of some guys will stop and chop and stay in front, um, they're closing out and going by you on their closeouts. So they do some really neat stuff, but I think you got to have the right personnel to play and defend the way that they do. Cause they have, uh, they have a tough group of guys, as you can see, you know, one of the things that I've done boss man is I, I wear two hats at practice. Uh, and the, the two hats I wear is one is a uh, Miami heat hat and the other is a Los Angeles Laker hat. And the reason I do those uh, do that is because both of those teams didn't make the playoffs last year. And they both this year were competing and contending and won one in the, the world championship. So um, for us, having a team that won four, uh, four games, I, I just want them to understand and have a little bit of some symbols around our program that uh, can be inspirational to them as we go, go on this journey of trying to be a team that's a, a contender and hopefully a team that can uh, compete well enough to, to do something that's pretty special and unique. And Coach, how's practice been for you guys? I know you all got started on the 14th, the 15th there, a little bit out, a week or so ago. So how has it been going so far, and, and how are guys picking up what you're teaching them right now? 
I'll say, boss man, it's been going well. Um, we've had a lot of fun. It's been very tough um, because guys have been uh, in the house for five months or so. Um, you know, you're, you, you guys are feeling it a little bit. We had to temper down practice yesterday and just kind of do a shooting individual workout yesterday. Uh, and then today we gave them the day off. Um, you know, so guys are getting a little beat up. Guys have some nicks and bruises, uh, you know, some tendonitis is flaring up. Um, but overall, I think we're, we're, we've done a good job. Uh, we've done that. You know, one thing I'm really happy about with our guys is they've done an unbelievable job just being disciplined. And when I'm talking about that, I'm talking about COVID. You know, we've, uh, we've been able on campus to kind of build a semi-bubble from them uh, to try to limit their footprints. And they've done an unbelievable job uh, following the protocol and staying diligent with that. So it's allowed us to kind of stay in the gym a little bit uh, and take some steps forward uh, with such a young team, especially during this time. Uh, that's very challenging for everyone. Coach Blady, thank you for your time today. Look forward to talking to you. I can see that our, our weekly conversations, this has been great. Talking some ball with you today, just get us some, some schemes, which it was fun, man. We to, if, this is this is since the segment one, we're going to have some great segments this year. If this is how it is day one, we. <laughs> hey, man, I, I might have to put you on staff for all the basketball you know, man. You got a great basketball IQ, boss, man. Hey, I would love to, man. You know, I, I've been around it for eight years. I'll pick up some stuff here and there. Now. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I look forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks, buddy. All right, you too, Coach. Be safe now. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.